regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of Sean. Hey, this is it. This is right. This is it. This is the 10th anniversary special of regular features. Wow. This is why we're all here. This is a four man podcast. I do think Matt Lees is about to show up at any moment now. Do you? Yes, he's replied to my message. I think he's yes. he's, he's following. He's coming coming up. He's taking up the rear. What did he say? Matt. Um, he I said he's at a, he's at, so, <laughs> um, He says he's in his garden in the dark at a leaving do of sorts. Which sounds like he's just killed someone. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like he's just about to set someone on fire. Yeah, I love like that famous leaving do the Wicker Man. <laughs> yeah. But um, well, here we are. Good. We don't really know what to, how to be sincere. You'd think after ten years we'd know how to start a podcast, though. I, I mean, like obviously, the first thing we should say is like obviously we we'd rather be doing this live in a sweaty mm, yeah, room. Yeah, I'm fucking not um, kidding. Anyway, but. You know, we can't keep even like log. Your pub has just contracted COVID, right? Yes, I am currently two members of staff literally pinged. Fuck. One member of staff tested positive this morning after oh. working with two other members of staff last oh. night. So I've got five members of staff that I currently cannot work with any kind of moral high ground. <laughs> Only fifty percent of the people talking right now were there for episode one. Like, tell us what the vibe was like, guys. Yeah, what's was, the vibe? It was impossible. So like Oasis at King Tut's. Like, what Gavin was going on? Just weren't there, were they? So they, <laughs> they we'll never don't know what it was like to be at at the formation of regular features. Like, mm. the, yeah, the ground the ground zero of episode yeah. one. Can you um, remember what it was like when we first when the, the, we recorded the first episode, Doug? Like, I do remember what it was like. I remember thinking, oh, Steve's a bit edgy. All this pedo chat. I just came in with some pro- <laughs> <laughs> I just came in with some Doctor Who being rude. <laughs> but, no, but you you took the plunge and you ruined our ability to ever get sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> Day yeah that's that's one. the reason why none of us have Eve mattresses. Or, or Squarespace. And the only people with the guts to do anything with regular features was Green Man Gaming. And look where they are now. <laughs> do they turn Actually, out to be bad? Where are they now? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do they turn out to be baddies? Or do we just know people who work for them who were bellends? <laughs> I can't remember. They're still there. Go to They're Wiki. Go to Wikipedia and go controversies. Like, <laughs> Can and you still? Were, and it'll be like they got in trouble when they sponsored regular features. I went oh, to greenmangaming.com slash regular features and it's a 404 page. So we're out of there. <laughs> we're not in their good oh, books anymore. Shit. <laughs> You made a lot of money from them through PlayStation 4s. Did you? I never saw a fucking no, we penny did. We all did. <laughs> no, I wasn't. keep saying that you never saw a penny from it, but I definitely sent you all of the money from it. I hadn't joined the you podcast. You made a load of money from it. Well, you know this. And, it, yeah. uh, and then it never what, came to my lips. <laughs> I owned this jacket before Greenland gave me. <laughs> That's my favorite Xbox jacket. It's got a massive sequin on it. You can't afford a sequin that big, Steve. <laughs> You like a regular feature too. Regular regular feature too. Malfunction. Malfunction. Oh, gimme, 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 gimme those cha-cha heels. That's what I, Arthur Kidd, used to say when all I wanted was cha-cha heels. 
I never did get me those cha-cha heels, but I did spend months in therapy when I came to accept that cha-cha heels had come to represent something else, something I couldn't accept that I wanted. And that was to celebrate 10 years of my favorite podcast, Regular Features. There, I read it out. Now give me those cha-cha heels, you piece of shit. Guys, we've yeah. been doing this for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. That's, mm. that's the longest that I've committed to anything other than being alive, which I've committed to for 36 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost hey, a quarter of your life you've been doing this. Yeah. Like, I, more than half of your adult yeah. life. That's Isn't, insane. That is bonkers to me. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like we all grew up on the podcast to be fair like we've definitely changed a lot since the beginning yeah. and i it's want terrifying. that on record when people start going through the old episodes exactly so. it's terrifying <laughs> that my childhood and i now consider it my childhood is <laughs> on record in early episodes of regular features yeah but i also consider that my childhood and some unacceptable things i said because i was too young to know better were on this podcast when i was 37 <laughs> years old <laughs> I'm not even 37 yet. <laughs> but I started thinking, right, we've we've been doing this for 10 years now, and I, I, I haven't committed to anything else for longer than that. So surely we deserve some kind of award or reward mm-hmm. uh, for that. Um, be- Absolutely. And, and, I mean, the awards have not been forthcoming. We got nominated for a GMA and for Best uh, indie pod- in- Independent Games Podcast, I think we got nominated for. Mm-hmm. And yes. uh, <laughs> definitely a few of the actual independent po- gaming podcasts turned their nose up at that because they are all owned by Sony and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And we're the only real independent games podcast. And they knew that. Let's so. go back and listen to the regular features gaming episode that we did just to qualify for that award. I thought, mm-hmm. I think that one's genuinely good and un- unproblematic yeah um, it's, it's it's better than any episode of a gaming podcast <laughs> and i know because i've been on 30 to 40 of them yeah um but yeah so we got nominated for one that's it really <clears throat> uh and i like we're not gonna win a british podcast award because we, we don't enter we, f- we always say we're gonna enter and then we forget um, <laughs> but we should definitely enter that, by the way, because they do. They, I think they invite anybody to the party, even though all the awards go to the same fucking eight posh British male stand-ups in the country. But they still invite people anyway, because I think they use all your money. Good um, network. <laughs> <laughs> imagine smash people's wine glasses imagine out of any own. of no. us trying to network <laughs> what, what, what we'll do yeah we'll be like yeah like guys keep your eyes out for some fresh collabs and then we'll yeah. get there we'll park ourselves by the bar in a little group huddle lock our arms so no one can get in <laughs> and by and by 1am we finally plucked up the courage to surround Dave Berry and just shout at him until he gives us a radio show <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that's that's probably not on the cards but i started thinking right what other awards um are there uh, hopefully unlike the british podcast was one don't have a fucking word british in it don't have a union jack on their fucking logo and trophy they might do i don't know i unlooked um but a, 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 an award that is recognized all over the globe well 
ever heard of something called the Guinness Book of World Records? Hello. It was started. The Irish Standard. Thank there you. There you go. Yeah. I knew you'd be into this one. We sat at my pub. Something of all of us in this. There you go. Uh, It was started by Big Nige Guinness, um, the drinks man. uh, And the idea was it was to be an authority on pub arguments. Nigel Guinness? Don't worry about that bit. (laughs) (laughs) I I wrote on my script that it says, it was started by capital letters, find out who started the Guinness Book of World Records. (laughs) Anyway, it was started by Big Nige Guinness uh, as an authority. So it could be an authority on pub arguments. And I guess like that's sort of changed over the years because the internet has kind of put, there's no point arguing about things where you can just look it up like two seconds later. Are there still mm-hmm. arguments in pubs, Log? I'm guessing not. Well, not about who the fattest person in the world is, <laughs> <laughs> which is what all I remember from the Guinness Book of Record was his name was Daniel Lambert. Right. And me and my brother called each other Danny Lambert for, for weeks afterwards. <clears throat> So we started to end pub arguments. Now, I reckon, like, we've known each other for actually longer than 10 years. Some of us. I don't know. Have we? I don't know. Yeah, we didn't. The day one, we didn't start so, a podcast. Yes, um, I think. Yeah. Like, this is my ticket out year. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. His, his, his fresh outlook on London life is, is my ticket to gold. Yeah, the, the Manchester Free Trade Hall of podcasting was mm. Future London, day one. I do, I do remember when we were at Future London, though, there was another podcast that was like a podcast that got into like new and noteworthy before, like way before we'd started a podcast. My dad wrote a porno, yeah. <laughs> and I remember like everyone was like, oh, these guys are going to be hot shit. And I actually looked up some of those guys to see where, uh, see if they're still podcasting. They're not. And they're all dead now. Uh, <laughs> they spoke their last words. By, by reckon over 10 years of podcasting and friendship, We've actually had quite a lot of arguments together in pubs over different, probably not that could be solved by the Guinness World Records, because uh, a lot of our disdain and arguments run way deeper than a mere book could uh, <laughs> could ever fix. <laughs> but I figured we'd still be good for this because ten, ten years is nothing to be sniffed at, right? So. I thought let's get let's get us let's get us a, a Guinness World Record. It can't be that hard, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember that when I worked at Official Nintendo Magazine, which is when I worked at Official Nintendo Magazine as well, is when I was started doing this podcast. But I remembered that I did a shoot for, that with Guinness World Records because some fucking bullshit it was you know that they just fucking they started realizing that games were things so yeah. they, they were like oh we'll, we'll start just going like I think I went to Bradford because some kids got some Tetris world record or something it was fucking bullshit man it was like it wasn't even like they'd been playing for 90 days or something like that it was just like this guy really likes Tetris it was, it was bullshit but I remembered it and it was a good shoot because it was in like a Bradford's computer museum or something like like that and I remembered the guy because the guy would like followed me on Twitter and at the time because it's one of my first shoots I was like a famous person has followed me on Twitter um so I was like oh this is wild uh so I thought I'll just DM him to see if he still works there right it didn't have Guinness World Records in his bio so I just thought anyway also this is about we gotta be talking eight years ago now so I DM'd him 
Also, I looked at, I found this video today as well. <laughs> I found this video because I had to check that it was him because he took the bio out of it. And uh, he's in it and he, he looks, he's, I, I think he was one of the adjudicators that come out to a world record attempt. And then they had, because you can't just go, oh, I broke a world record. You need to have proof. Yeah. And like back, you know, before the internet, like you go back like 25 years or something like that. These guys were fucking poon hounds because they they were just they everybody wanted them they were the rolling stones <laughs> of events show us your tape measure show yes. us it that's the nicest face i've touched tonight um, <laughs> guinness world records now is like a it's like a pay for play thing right mm. you, you yes if you want to get promotion for your product, you That's go, right. yeah, yeah. hi, Guinness, could you please tell me which record I could possibly break? Yeah. Because uh, I have uh, some spaghetti. And they're like, well, <laughs> do you want to do longest, longest spaghetti? It's like, great, I'll make a really long spaghetti. Yeah. And you give them £10,000 and they publish it in the book. There you go. See, so I thought something like that. But I also thought, like, is there, it, there must be records that, we're, that we've already done. I don't know. Like, and let me, let's get some more info. So I DM'd the guy. I'm not sure if you remember me, but we did some filming together for the official Nintendo magazine years ago up in Bradford. What a day, right? The best part for me was when you gave that person their record. Anyway, I'm just messaging because between you and me, I think I might be sitting on a fucking gold mine of world records. And I wanted you to be the first to know about it. Do you do Guinness World Records for podcasts? Because I reckon the podcast that I do, right, probably deserves like two records, no jokes, and possibly more. Who knows? Dan, this could be like cracking open Tutankhamun's big gold house, except (laughs) except instead of dusty old bones, you'll be uncovering actual greatness. People will remember you, Dan. Anyway, (laughs) give me a shout. Maybe we could talk about getting these records sent over. Cheers, pal. I love the implication <laughs> that like Guinness World Records are like really looking for records. They've mm. run out of like fastest man, got him. Tallest man, we've got him. Shortest Biggest man, beard, got it. Got him. The guys are like like explorers on commission. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> if you can find a record breaker, yeah. You if you've get got a million if you, pounds. If you can get me five records in a yeah. day. Yeah, there's a pretty sweet two percent bonus in it for you. <laughs> this flower looks pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest ever fucking flower that's ever been. Like, get the fuck out of here, Dan! Stop bringing in all those flowers. And that's, it. that's macro mode. You're just really close to it. Stop cheating. So his reply: Hi, Gav. I do remember. Thanks for getting in touch. Unfortunately, I don't work for GWR anymore. Um, for GWR. I, was, I thought it was Great Western Railway. I was like, it's pretty <laughs> fuck, it's pretty fucking brave of you to go GWR when Great Western Railway is really famous, way more famous than Guinness World Records. But anyway, that's the fucking balls in these guys. They're still living in the 1980s when they were the Rolling Stones. <laughs> he says, unfortunately, I don't work for GWR anymore, but I could definitely put you in touch with someone who can help. Is the podcast to do with Nintendo and you're still the editor? Question mark. And I said... <laughs> I was never the head of it. Steve, that was the most derisive little snort I've ever heard. As if they'd make Gav Murphy the editor of... I think the living would envy the dead. (laughs) (laughs) So he says, "Uh, is the podcast to do with Nintendo and you're still the editor? I just replied, in a way, (laughs) people could say it's to do with Nintendo, but in other ways, I think a lot more people would say that it isn't. Um, (laughs) I said, does that make sense? 
<laughs> what should be clear, though, Dan, is that I'm definitely still the editor of official Nintendo magazine, and by association, I work for Nintendo. This is my email address for the records, man. So I thought maybe I'd gone a bit too weird with those openers because I was pissed, um, and I thought I wouldn't get anything back. But then about two hours later, uh, an email dropped in my inbox. Uh, this is from Dan to Phil with me CC'd. Hi, Phil. Uh, apologies, it's been a long time. Hope you didn't mind, but I just want to intro Gav. He's the editor of the official Nintendo magazine and has quite an exciting proposition about some potential podcast records he'd like to talk to you about. It would take one Google to find out official Nintendo magazine shut down over five years ago. <laughs> and that I was never the editor. Um, so, Hi, Phil. Gav here, the editor of the official Nintendo magazine. Dan, thanks for your help. I'll take you off the thread now as not to bore you with my records chat. And also, so that you don't see my records. I know what you're like, Dan. Lol. <laughs> <clears throat> New thread. Hi, Phil. Gav here. I am the editor of the official Nintendo magazine, and I want to talk to you, capital letters, about records. Guinness Worlds, that is. Now that we've got that Dan out of the way, to cut a long story short, I'm like those little kids in the Goonies who are sitting on hunks of One-Eyed Willie's treasure. To cut that story even shorter, though, sit down, because I think my podcast might already be a world record winning thing. <laughs> Do you give Giz Guinness world records for podcasts? And if so, can I have one? Also, what's Dan's deal anyway? <laughs> <laughs> Dan replies, you've kept me on this thread, Gav. <laughs> Actually sick. <laughs> this is all this is all real. Still on the thread, Gav. <laughs> Me. Dan, you shouldn't be on this thread. Can you take yourself off it, please? <laughs> Fucking hell. What this is exactly what I meant when I said what is your problem? <laughs> I just want to prepare you this guy's so much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I've already had a bottle of wine, and I do not feel prepared for this. Joe looks fuming. I don't like it at all, Gav. Uh, this is so Phil jumps in. I've taken Dan off, Gav. I used to work with him at Guinness. I suppose that's his deal. Not sure what you mean. In terms of the world records for Nintendo and podcasting, we can definitely talk about this. We actually do have some podcast world records for the longest run-in. I replied, Hello. cheers, Phil. And thanks for taking bloody Dan off the thread. <laughs> not, not sure, not sure what he's up to. Fuck. Longest running. Amazing. We've been going for ages, so I reckon we'll have that one first. How long is the current longest running podcast? You've added me back onto the thread. <laughs> Right. And Phil comes back. I've taken Dan off the thread. The longest running podcast is 16 years. That's not true. Distorted View's been going for 17 years. Well, I'm just going by what Dan's, what Phil's saying, yeah. I've taken Dan off the thread. The longest running podcast is 16 years. I just replied, fuck off, is it? <laughs> Question mark. Phil replied, it really is. The Film Junk podcast has been running for 16 years and we awarded the record back in January. So I said, 16 years, that's fucking nuts. Dan says, I think you've added me back on, Gav. <laughs> <clears throat> and I said, bollocks, sorry, Dan. <laughs> Let me take you off now. Phil, see you on that other thread in a bit. 
I started a new thread. It says, right, hopefully that's that fucking Dan gone for good this time. <laughs> Jesus. I said, right, podcast, 16 years is bonkers. We've actually only been going for 10, but I just want to check, did that 16-year podcast put out episodes every week? Because we definitely did. And I'm just thinking that maybe that other podcast missed some weeks because of people losing the recordings or laziness or something else. (laughs) And he replied saying, as far as I know, they did an episode a week, yes. I said, I'm not sure I believe that. Does someone count them? And he said, as far as I'm aware, they did. Is your record and podcast Nintendo-based? And I said, it is, yeah. What about this said, right? That podcast that won the award is called Film Junk and is about films. And we are a comedy slash gaming, brackets, mostly comedy podcast. (laughs) Could we get the podcast for the longest running comedy slash gaming, brackets, mostly comedy podcast, please? This is good. This this is realistic. He says, says, that's not really how it works, but we could definitely talk about setting up a world record attempt like an event. And I said... Oh, come on, Phil. Don't be fucking tight. We've been doing this podcast for 10 years. Surely we deserve something. And he says, can I just ask what you do for Nintendo? (laughs) (laughs) Nintendo don't normally say fuck like that. He said, I said, (laughs) bloody hell. Nintendo, Nintendo, Nintendo. You lot bloody love Nintendo. Why are you always going on about Nintendo? I never even mentioned them. It was that... (laughs) It was that fucking Dan. He's obsessed with Nintendo. Here we now, go. Now, do we get a fucking Guinness trophy or what? <laughs> and then Dan comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Still on the thread, Gav. Still on the thread, Gav. Thanks for that. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, long story short, lads. Uh, the big wigs over at GWR um, are saying no to the record thing. Uh, There's got to be another records thing. That's what I think as well. And the good thing about it is I never actually mentioned regular features once by name in that in that feature. So I think we're still clear. We're safe. Um, yeah. What about Ripley's Believe It or Not? Could we get a, could we get a freak record as opposed to like a Matt's record? <laughs> well, like the freakiest podcast. Yeah, we're the freakiest podcast. Oh, that would be distorted view as well, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and I've got my legs stuck in a gay man's armpit. It's quite simply typical of my life. But while I struggle to prise his wrist away from his hip and release my gorgeous soft lesbian leg so I can scamper back into the woodland, I just want to say congratulations on 10 years of regular features. You boys are a constant inspiration to everyone in Hollywood. Even big meanies like me. Hate you all, boys. That's my way of saying I love you because I'm evil. It's like the Adams Family. Good night, boys. From Ellen DeGeneres.
I cannot wait to start doing a live show again. Yeah. Just because I, although the sweatiness beforehand and the sweatiness during, nothing matches the less sweatiness immediately after a fucking live show. The thing is, I do gen- I, I generally miss the time when live shows were, it was like, it wasn't even like, oh, when should you do a live show? No, it was like every, what was it? We did it. Every first month. Monday, first Monday yeah. of every of, without fail. Like we just like that was just the thing that we did. I, I would I would turn up at the bar, yeah, with carrier bags full of props that I just got from Claire's accessories or Love Your Babes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this the other day. This is a genuine little uh, memory. You can put it in if you want to put it out. I remember being so poor during some of those uh, those live shows that I didn't have any money for booze. And I was too proud to obviously tell, tell you guys that I didn't have any money for booze. So I would like, if I had like three quid or whatever, I would, I would it, anytime I suggested to any of you, let's buy booze before we go into the show is because I didn't have any money to actually buy a pint at the bar. So I'd buy cans wherever it was because I was too proud to ask you guys for money or to sell, tell people. And then afterwards, obviously everyone's milling around. And I always used to say, oh, I'll just go. But I literally would just go over to people who I knew had been at the show and be like, hey, who would buy the bar going, oh man, thank you so much for coming. Ah, oh, thank you. You're an absolute legend. Thank you so much for coming. Then like, a drink happened. Then I'm like, looking, look, <laughs> look, looking down at their thing. And then I go, if they didn't ask, I go, do you, do you want a drink? Even though I know they'd already bought it. If they'd actually said, yeah, I would have fucked. I don't know what I'd done. Um, I'm like, I was like, do you want a drink? And they're like, no, 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 let me get you one. Oh, go on. It's like oh. half of our readers right now who are looking at their wallets being like, motherfucker, you got me. Fuck. Yeah. Also, all (laughs) the time, because I listened to a few live shows in advance of this for nostalgic purposes and the number of times you ask people to get you pints. Yeah, go to the bar and get (laughs) one. You make them leave the live show to go to the bar to get you a drink. What (laughs) What I will say is, right, and I will say this with my hand on my heart, any time that I asked someone to go downstairs, I had money to give them back. I swear oh, to you. Because I would that's never good. ask someone to go get it like that. But I would go up to them and put on that fucking bit of theater that I just did for you. <laughs> just, that's fine. I feel fine with that. But actually ordering someone to the bar, I'd never do that unless I had so, the money to pay them. I mean, the bit of theater that the readers did for you there was, was Gav doing a diagonal eye look at the bar at their pint. Yeah. And it was, I recognized that. <laughs> He's doing it again. I want to buy him a drink. <laughs> it's nice though. So what? Basically, what people have done mm. is helped Gav become the incredibly rich influencer that he is now. <laughs> so that, that's so nice of them. Thanks. Next live show, drinks are on Gav. At <laughs> yeah. One, a couple. I'll buy, yeah, cans that night though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of my best moments on the podcast ever was at a live show. Was it episode two hundred and seven? When Log surprised me with a non, well, uh, not on my script moment where I was inaugurated as a full member of regular features. Oh, that was amazing, yeah. Which was beautiful. And then I listened back to it (laughs) and remembered (laughs) A, that Log had me before that play a character who was a caveman that was an, also an MRA and made me some some of the shit that comes out of my mouth because Log made me say it is disgusting in that episode. Uh, B, uh, during the course of that recording, one of us, I'm not sure which of us, smashes the recording device we're using. So the entire episode is almost unlistenably bad in audio. And there's a bit during the episode where you can hear me go, I think this dictaphone is fucked. No. <laughs> like, uh, well, and, uh, that was on the stage of... 
It was Cafe, Canal Can- Cafe Theatre, wasn't Canal it? Canal Cafe. But at that point, I think we plugged the all the audio we were doing into a dictaphone on the stage, which got smashed during Jesus. the course of it. Are you joking? No. Got a fucking audio booth. Well, Big Stew, well, the ledge, yeah. Big Stew wasn't there at that time. And then, yeah. and the third thing I remembered when I listened back to it was that during that podcast, oh, Log gave me a catchphrase to say that I was meant to say on every episode after that, and I've never said it again. <laughs> So what I will say is my catchphrase right now, which is, this ass only goes one way, and that's why I'll, and that's why I'll never shit again. <laughs> I can't believe you've never said that. The man's given you gold on a fucking I know, plate. That's, genuine, that's one of the funniest jokes ever written on this podcast. That's amazing. It's, no, it's only been said once. <laughs> uh, and then, yes, to explain, Log uh, made me use a hula hoop, hold a scarecrow, play a recorder, wear a cool leather jacket and ride on his back like a horse while he had a mask of Margaret Thatcher on his face. And that's how I became a part of regular features. Amazing. Which was it, very nice indeed. There is a picture of that that mm. you send occasionally, uh, and it is such a Studio Ghibli no face moment. It, it me is just. Because just <laughs> you've got the Margaret Thatcher mask on the top of your head, so you do actually look like. And you're wearing a pair of curtains. We should point out you are wearing a pair of pink <laughs> curtains. I literally um, did put all my effort into my props. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it looks fucking horrific. It's a fever yeah. dream where Log is always the nightmarish element. <laughs> I, <laughs> Do you remember the episode where Log was the Babadook, yes. but his costume slowly fell apart because of sweat throughout the entire episode? <laughs> I remember, like, I remember, like, being able to feel it running, like water running on a pane of glass when it's raining. That it was, but mm. that it was coming from my head, and the pane of glass was my face. And it was like, it was a lot, man. And um, my favorite thing is because uh, obviously we we can only sell like fifty five tickets. I think it was so mm. part of me even though we all have very supportive friends, partners, colleagues, blah, 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 blah. Um, anytime that they would buy tickets, I'd be secretly gutted because it's just like, I know that you're not going to enjoy it and you're definitely not going to enjoy it as much as a reader. So I always used to kind of be like, oh, there's six of us coming. Brilliant. Okay, well, I'm going to feel fucking mental now. So, But I always used to remember, it's like either friends and ours, ours would come and they would say, they would all say the exact same thing, but you, but it was different intonation. And the phrase is, I've never seen anything like that. So, <laughs> and the way you tell is like- never. I never. It was like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like that. That's the good one. Uh, did you think, oh, what did you think of the show? I have never seen anything like that. And you're like, you coming to the next one? I've, I'm, I've got no. stuff on, when is it? Um, Actually, one other one, because Matt's not here. Because obviously- I started on the podcast primarily because Matt uh, couldn't be on it for a little while. And we used to call him Fishhook Scrabbles because that's what that's he did to one. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Fishhooked fish him right off the podcast. But then, then a Christmas podcast, we did a reverse fishhook and we hid oh, Matt yeah. behind a curtain for like a very long time. Yeah. And then I did 
the transported man from the prestige and yeah. walked off one side of the stage and Matt walked on the other and mm. people went fuck it was like fucking yeah. Tommy Cooper back from the dead yeah, like yeah. people were like holy shit it was amazing <laughs> I've never heard a noise like it made by 60 people it was yeah. incredible <laughs> well I think I think that's the thing is like even if I, I, I think it was very rarely did we not sell out um, the entire mm. night but even if it was like that's what you mean like if six people come that's a row <laughs> mm. like, <laughs> it's like well, that's fucking loads that is so um, oh, oh, let's do that so again nice. like hopefully they've got air conditioning now and it's still open I mean I guess because no one is doing Edinburgh previews there fucking nine times a week I could um, try and get as a place in a Nottingham place that's a bit more luxurious than my place and we could all go back to mine afterwards where hello well, um, I just like broad, being at Broadway, Broadway Theatre. You sort that out, Log. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'll go I'm and ask you, them about that tomorrow. And we will do it. It's a, cin- it's a cinema, but you can, there's got a little elevator bit. That's cooler than theatre. <laughs> That's where Marvels happens. <laughs> We're movie stars. Congratulations on lasting ten years, fellas. <laughs> I still remember the first time I got a harness on one of my wonderful big boys as part of their circus skills module. It, it was a magical moment, watching the panic in his eyes give way to sleepiness as he wolfed down a whole fat ball from my palm. I imagine finishing ten years of regular features must feel pretty amazing. As amazing as I felt, as that beautiful massive lad I was riding around the Stourbridge Ring Road sneezed out a cloud of plasma and melted a lamppost. Here's to... ten more years? Never happened. Regular features, regular features, regular features now. <laughs> That's awful. Hey, kids. Oh, I hope. <laughs> Remember me? It's Tom. <laughs> my space, Tom. It's Tom from my space. Hey. I'm the guy who set up the first ever social network and inadvertently created a total socio-political collapse in the western world and then after that i wanted a floating mansion so i got a i got a uh actually you know what i feel like this is um i feel like this is gonna take too fucking long to like actually explain my backstory like i do every fucking time i bring my little wandering asshole onto your delicious audio experience so uh i actually took the liberty to prepare a, a short recap uh of my key highlights in life so that the readers can, can can get up to speed on uncle tommy with the least amount of narrative friction so um so please enjoy Mom, I'm just so lonely. I don't got no friends at school. Maybe I need a space where we can have exactly eight best friends. (laughs) A space for my... I'm a billionaire. MySpace (laughs) is the biggest website there will ever be. And also, I have discovered a new band, Panic at the Disco. 
who are gonna <laughs> make you big. <laughs> Pleasure doing business with you, Mr. Moidak. I will take these $580 million you paid and invest them wisely. <laughs> hey, you're an MIT graduate, right? Why don't you come on over to my mansion and put helium in it and then I will float into the sky like the Sky King in uh, Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> the fuck? You didn't tell me I was meant to be inside the floating house when it went away and now it's gone in the sky and I've lost all my money and uh, and I'm now a hobo. I think it was my backstory. <laughs> There's only one thing for it. I gotta get on Jack Doisy's Twitter service and come up with get-rich-quick schemes by selling hashtags and, uh, like, little quizzes to the kids. And then I'll go on regular features and sell them to the masses. I'm Tom from MySpace, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that proved both uh, educational and exhilarating for you. And if you don't like it, you can suck my ass, because it's my actual life, you gavon. Sorry, sorry, look, I'm just fired up. I'm, you know, I'm fired up today, I'm ready, because I, I just love being on this podcast with you, you know? I like coming back year after year, checking in, making sure you've got all my latest uh, business ideas. I'm extra excited because I hear you've reached a little milestone. Am I right? A little... We have, yeah. yeah. How did you hear about that? Oh, I got my friend on the pulse, baby. I got my friend on the pulse. And I got a little something. My something. Pulse. What? Can, you stop, can you stop my pulse? No, I'm going to fucking keep it. I'm going to make it faster than ever with what I got for you, John Long Blythe. Because <laughs> I got a little something, something from Uncle Tommy's sack of gifts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Ten years. Ten years of the regular features podcast. Would you look at that? That sounds so good. Ten years. You know, I was only part of a MySpace for six years. Six glorious years where I could do what I liked, when I liked, to who I liked, you know? <laughs> One time, get this right, Tom DeLong from Blink-182, yeah, he came into my office. Yeah, pretty big deal. I was like, this guy, he's in my favorite band of all time. What an honor. What an absolute <laughs> honor to meet this guy. And I, But the thing is, right, I was my space Tom back then. I had a reputation to uphold, so I didn't treat him nice. I made Tom DeLong sitting on a beanbag and sing me songs by Good Charlotte, and I insisted he had written them. And you know what? He fucking did it. That's power, my friends. That's respect. I had that shit back then. I don't got that no more. But you do. <laughs> 10 years, 10 years, never doing the same feature twice. Like, you never had one idea and you said to yourselves, I could probably do that same voice next year, year after that, <laughs> year after that too, to the point where I need to construct a recap to get people up to speed with a complex, whimsical backstory. Every <laughs> single feature's unique, like a poil. A poil inside of a snowflake, inside of a newborn baby. It's beautiful, it's beautiful. So I thought, Tom, Tom from MySpace, what do you get the boys of a podcast as a 10th for anniversary present? 
when those self-same boys hate the very idea of repetition? Like, I could hardly come in here and get you all the same thing, you know? I come in here, I give you five identical sweaters, and they all have the words, Tell them Tommy sent you on the front. <laughs> You'd laugh me out of the... Well, shut up, because you laugh me out of the call. You say you want it right now. You laugh me out of the call. You throw me out on the street. You call the police. You say, we got a vagrant here who stinks of a mixture of regret and garbage. And we need to take... He needs you to take him away. He says he's a dot-com billionaire, but he's basically asking a fucking grouch in a white T-shirt and a million-dollar smile. <laughs> <laughs> that no was a million dollar smile by the way <laughs> <laughs> no fucking way am I getting you something that ain't completely original and you know what who would Mr. Uncle T from M that's Tom from MySpace be if he didn't try and earn a little moolah on the side you know you wouldn't respect me if I wasn't trying to hustle for a little bread for Tommy's unending search for his last and hovering house so I had an idea <laughs> The perfect combo of tribute to my favorite and the most regularly accommodating podcast, and a get-rich-quick bonanza. It's cryptocurrency, baby. Yes, my friends, grab your walking shoes, because regular features taking a stroll around the blockchain, baby. I present to you Susan Coin. Susan Coin? Susan Coin is 100% untraceable. 100% unforgeable, 100% unbelievable, and it's 100% exclusive to the regular features spendatorium shop, as long as I can <laughs> convince John Logblythe to add it there after this call. You do me a favor, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'll give, you, I'll give you a Langman account, let you do it yourself. Thank you so much. Time for my space. Okay, get the, get the accent back. Stop going so uh, deep south. Come on. <clears throat> <laughs> Now, like all cryptocurrencies. <laughs> hey, oh, kids, remember me? Every Susan coin is entirely unique. It's perfect for the designing podcast friends. But unlike other cryptocurrencies, the reason Susan coins are unique is that there is literally only one Susan coin in the wild. It's like we got that opal from Uncut Gems. And we wrapped it inside a shiny Charizard card. And we shoved it up a Liger's ass. It's that rare, I'm telling you. That's that rare. We priced it at $580 million per Susan coin. <laughs> right? Proceeds split four ways upon purchase. 33% for regular features. 33% for yours truly, Uncle Tommy. 33% to Uncle Tommy's main creditor, Tony Three Dicks Infantino. <laughs> And 1% to a charity for uh, dogs or some shit. Now, for a second, may I speak to my potential readers, you know, the, sorry, my potential buyers, the readers. Please. If you would not interrupt me, because let me try and sell this thing to one of these fucking, uh, fucking little pieces of shit that you got. Like, cut this out, right? Cut this out. What are these pieces of shit you got on this podcast? <laughs> cut this out, though. Cut it, cut it out. Okay. Yeah. Cut back in. Now let's get this out of the way. Once you're in possession of a Susan coin, it cannot be split into fractions. It can only be sold as one big piece. I mean, you don't sell fucking slices of a pizza, am I right? Now, to be honest, I also haven't worked out how uh, cryptocurrency changes prices yet. Like, it seems crazy to me that Bitcoin 
changes price all the time. I don't know how they tell the coins to do it. Because I screamed at a lot of faces on a lot of dollar bills in my time. It's done nothing for me except get my money wet. You know? So, yeah. Susan Coin is $580 million today. It's going to be worth $500 million next week. That's fine. Okay? It's experiential. But I have... I have worked out how to make it so the heads side of the virtual Susan coin, right? When you sell it, it adds your face to Susan, right? So that talk about upside, your face, Susan coin, your Susan. So that's, you want to buy the Susan coin. for So sh- to show you the potential extra value of selling the Susan coin, $580 million, right? There's two things it'll buy you based on my research. One, all of the milk and cream produced in the state of Wisconsin in 1952. That's a solid gold fact. Look it up. Number two, <laughs> you could buy MySpace. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Tom, 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 Tom from it. MySpace. Don't do it. Isn't it kind of a coincidence that you're selling Susan coin for the exact price you got for MySpace? and subsequently invested directly into that house you built that flew away, and that you've been on an endless, some would say futile, transcontinental journey to reclaim ever since. I get it. I get why you asked the question, but here's how I'd respond to it. Fuck you, right? I try to do a nice thing for my friend's regular features and my creditor, Tony Four Dicks. He just grew another dick out of rage in Fantino. You come to me <laughs> with this bullshit about trying to steal all the money before it gets to the relevant parties by setting up a fake escrow company and subsequently transferring it to an untraceable bank account that I will use to funnel funds towards a research project to build a machine that detects the material bouncy castles are made of uh, in the upper atmosphere. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Uncle Tommy doesn't do conspiracies, all right? Uncle Tommy's double vaxxed. I'm quadruple vaxxed. I stole a bunch of vax out of the back of a vax van. Now, filled myself up real nice. So don't come talking to me about how this is basically the same as when I tried to get Steve to tell him tell me his mother's maiden name in my first appearance on the podcast four years ago. You don't trust me. And the thing is, you used to be able to trust that you'd see me. Daddy Thomas in your top eight friends. You used to be able to trust that Ivy League engineers would tell you to step onto the porch of your house before they turned on some hoses. I used to be able to trust that I was rich enough to tell Tom DeLong to sit on the fucking beanbag and sing Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous and smile about it. We lost that. Trust gone. But you know what you can still trust? You know, this little fucking little gleam of light, the fucking bean of light that I can see down the end of the tunnel in the fucking future. Is it a gleam of light or a bean of light? It's a bean of light. It's okay. a tiny bean. It's a nice. bean-shaped bean of light. It shoots right on your face. looks like a bean. That's oh, a nice cannellini bean. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, cannellini bean. The thing that I... The bean of light is that regular features put out a fucking unique... Comedy content week after week, except for the weeks where they forget and it's too late to do a best of episode. And you know what that's worth to a reader? Well, I'd say $580 million. So buy a fucking Susan coin so I can find my house, you cheapskate fox. 
We do need to put a Susan tier on the new Patreon. Yeah, five hundred eighty million dollars an episode. Five hundred eighty million. Ah, that's the. I'm only joking. <laughs> but I, am I? Yeah, I am. I am. I am. I'm. I am. I'm not. I am. I'm joking. I'm not. I'm joking. I better go. The thing is, I better go. But you know, you know what I do. You know, ten years. I put your podcast podcast on my little music player. You know, on my MySpace page, I put it on the music player. Anytime anyone came to my page, they'd hear regular, regular, regular features. Yeah, that would be pretty good, right? Panic at the disco. You're good kids. Ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just he's he's just let me back in. Check on Anna. Check on I Anna. Did, well, Anna's out. Thankfully, Anna's gone. She's been out for the night because she knew Tom might turn up. She right, thought, okay, 10th yeah. anniversary recording, I better get out of this place. Because frankly, where I've been is, I've got this like Ikea sofa with one of those lift-up bits for duvets. He just stuffed me in like a fucking duvet this whole time I've been under a duvet. Joe, did anyone buy you a chair from last week's episode? You know, this might be out of date That's by the, the time this comes out. I think a reader is actually getting my chair for free tomorrow. Very crucially, has offered no money for it, but he's implied he's a reader, so I'm going to give it to him. And if he's not a reader, then he's performed a very talented and powerful grift, and I'm fine with it. Go if for he it. He said, I'm friend. a reader of your podcast. He's almost certainly a he reader of our podcast. He didn't say anything of the sort. All he got, he just got in touch and said, Do you still have that unsellable chair? But he did it in a place where I've never said there's a chair for sale. So if he hasn't listened to this podcast, He's a genius. I'm Gandalf, and I put a spell on you because you're mine. The minds of Moria, that is. <laughs> Regular Features. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for listening to it. And if you'd like to support it, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Regular Features and pledge an amount of your choosing. And guess the bloody F what? We've got as a little 10th anniversary present for you. Some news to share. Take it away, Gav or Joe. I can't remember who did it. Regular Features has turned 10 years old and we thought it was about time we fucking grew up. That's why we contracted the marvellous Sonny Ross to make us some art that might trick more people into listening to the podcast thinking it's about sparrows or history or I don't know. But we also thought it was high time to do something a little more for our all-time favourite readers, i.e. the ones who pay us. No matter whether you pay us or not though, we'll still be releasing all of our episodes for free. You will never Never lose a moment of the podcast because frankly we like getting as much attention as we can at all times but we thought we could give a little bit more to the ones who pay us that's why from now on for just two pound an episode you will get bname 2.0 we will award you not only your personalized bname shout out on the show to the same peerless quality as we have always offered but You'll also receive a certification video in which your human name is symbolically destroyed and replaced with your given Apian eponym. I've seen one of these videos and it made me weep. It's honestly 
that special. You'll also gain access to The Beehive, our Patreon-only Discord server, where all serving members of regular features are contractually obligated to spend time talking to each other and pretending that they're friends. The Beehive will also have us sharing scripts, revealing abandoned features, maybe even testing out new jingles. It will be great, and it'll be even greater because you're there, stinking up the place real nice. And on top of all this, £2 subscribers will also get priority access to live show tickets. Now, we really miss sweating on a stage in front of you a lot. And we'll be booking new shows as soon as it doesn't feel like we might inadvertently kill a portion of our audience and their families by doing one. If you can't up your pledge or don't want the pledge at all, that's absolutely fine. Of course, we understand and we probably won't say cruel things about you off air. Honest. But if you can offer us £2 an episode, we promise to make it worth your while. Imagine I was winking at you while I said that. Yeah, you understand. You understand. Gav, of course, it was Gav who did the wonderful new patron pitch. Please go to patreon.com forward slash regular features to check it out and help us out and see the new art and get your new bee names. But that does leave us in a rather sticky, like honey, predicament. We have a backlog of bee names to get through, to shovel through like so many dead bees. That's why we've concocted what I like to call a rapid-fire sting round. That's right, it's a rapid-fire sting round. We're going to get through every single bee name in one fast-paced burst. Are you ready, boys? Because I need you to give a bee name to the following new patrons. Please give a bee name to Cole Cohen. Wing Commander Cole Sexapod. Ator Irabar. Ator, don't think you're ready for my Queen's Jelly. Rasmus Stolberg. I'm the bee you can't unsee. Josh Sommerfeld. Field of a dream, a field full of bees. Rob Lloyd. Lloyd Grossman's Honeycomb Ragu. Cormac Brennan. Bee on an escalator, living in the grooves, getting a thrill from the way that it moves. <laughs> Olvergaard Hamran. Old bee. Young honey. Leo Kids. Be guts in your pants with all the skid marks you already did. Max Rabe. Wax hooray, said the bee, in brackets because they like or make beeswax. Edward Pemberton. I farted and my stinger came off. Matthew Wilkinson. Achu Abdomen. Gary Tanswell. Muscly Gary, the Antipodean bee rancher. Leon Morrison. Pee on me, son. He's got a bee sting. Jason Argo. Bee Harryhausen and his clickety-clack bone hive. Lewis McCann. Lewis, I can't talk right now. I'm being done in by a bee. <laughs> Rachel T.S. I'm sorry, I know you asked me to keep this short, but uh, this sent me into a bit of a research spir- spiral. I, ha- I had to look up to see if T.S. Eliot had written any poems about bees. He hadn't, but he had written a poem called The Naming of Cats. Hear me out, hear me out. I just found out that, if not all, the lion's share of the cats in the musical Cats were based on T.S. Eliot poems. That might be common knowledge to you. It was not common to me. But one name from that poem stood out to me, Jellyorum. But to make it about bees, well, for that, I had to turn to the episode of Tales of the Unexpected, where a man ate so much honey that he turned into a bee. Literally. The name of that episode? Royal Jelly. Rachel T.A.S., your bee name is Royal Jelly Lorum. Joe Castle. Joke, asshole. That's not a wasp. It's a bee. Mega slippers. My pen pal is a bee, and I think the ink is stings. Gregor Bain. Gregor being in the hive, now he got to a flower. Llewellyn Griffiths. Totally addicted to bee ass. 
aka the 1982 arcade game Funky B. John Cowman. John caught out with no B name. Michael Gambrell. 6,000 bees in a raincoat downloading human porn. Jose Fernandez. Who said that? Was it a quiet B? Mike Hogan's. Mandible Huxlethorn. Bradley N. Radley B. The bee what stang your mum. Jim O'Meara. Jim O. See ya! There's a bee coming. <laughs> Nick Sheridan. Nick Thorax. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real old school one there. Russell Watson. The singer? No, the stinger. Tyler. Flyler the bee boy. George Barker. George Bark Bark. Here comes the dogs with the bees in their mouths, and when they bark, they shoot bees at you. Mark Chanza. Mark my words, that is a drone. Jacob Twist. Chubby Checker loves to do the twist. Yaz Tremlett. The Brato Pollen Sweat. Emma Farrell. Pollen Basket. And finally, Cody Fritz. Solo B Pollen Count. What we've just done is the end of bad B names, and now yeah. from here on comes, as we all know, with some sort of a video that we haven't worked out yet. And a once upon a time story that gives your B some context. Fuck. Ooh, yes, Lock. it's going to happen. You're going to do that for happen. every B name, are you? Going to happen. <laughs> well, if, they, if they pay enough, yeah. The whole That's not how Patreon works, Log. <laughs> <laughs> Don't add more features after we've done them. I bloody love that podcast. It's the longest we've recorded for, I think, that when it hasn't been live, isn't it? Oh my uh, God, we've done two and a half hours. Good yeah, luck on the fucking edit, boys. <laughs> I think that's genuinely longer than our actual live show on yes. Zoom last year, which was a five yes. boy. Yes. I mean, it might have been cut down significantly. No, no, you, you hung but around for until two in the morning. I just, yeah. I pretended was, to have a collapse. I know, I mean, oh, yeah. this one. That was fucking cool. Yeah, because right. you, you kept drinking dragon soup, as far as I remember. Oh, that was yeah. chaos. I, I think there was a bit, because uh, I listened to a few live shows today, there was a bit during oh, that is, yeah. where you uh, you used the medium of the live stream log to get Stuart to bring you a dragon soup yeah. upstairs. <laughs> Which was fucking incredible. Like, what a flex. Pure channeling Gav there from the live yeah. shows in the Canal it was Gav. Amazing. It was really good. Love it. Um, I can't wait to do it live again. This was really good and I loved it. But I also really want to get in a dark room with you, stink yeah. sexy again. boys. I haven't stunk for years. Let the boys stink. <laughs> Fichero.